Welcome back, everyone. I'm Stephen Handysides, your host uh, for the show, and I have Marie Ollison, who is the CEO of La Jolla Cosmetic Surgery Center and Real Patient Ratings. Welcome to the show, Marie. Thank you. So, Marie, this week we are going to be uh, talking about a pretty big subject and uh, a lot of interest. I know there's a lot of uh, plastic surgeons that are running their businesses um, are getting to that stage where they're going to retire and they're a little bit nervous about what is really going to be their retirement package because, as you know, there, there isn't a lot of value to a, a plastic surgery practice if it's all around the plastic surgeon. And what uh, we see a lot is that plastic surgeons are, are wanting to set up uh, Medispas um, in their business so that they do have this retirement package where um, it doesn't evolve all around them. So you've obviously run a practice for 30 years. You've got many plastic surgeons in the business, but you also launched uh, a Medispa. So what I'm really interested to find out, I'm sure our listeners listeners are as well, is what are the real steps that you need to take at that initial point to really start thinking about can I set up a Medispa alongside my surgical practice? Uh, well, the first thing you have to understand is that whatever you know about running a surgical practice, um, running a med spa is 10 times harder. And so don't undertake it lightly. Um, the next thing is that when you... When the physician is providing surgical services, you have quality control and you've got stability. With med spa providers, you um, you really have to know how are you going to maintain quality control and then how are you going to maintain the loyalty of those med spa providers because you're going to refer all the patients from your surgical practice to those med spa providers. So it's complicated, and it can be highly successful, and it can be profitable and increase practice value, but it is not to be undertaken lightly. And I think one of the big things is which we find a lot of businesses own business owners find very challenging is is hiring the right staff, uh, because you probably know you've got a very big practice. Um, hiring staff and keeping them can be a headache um, if it's not done correctly. What? Yes, and, and I think I'm a big believer in attracting the right people, making sure you have them, um, and then keeping them. And so offering comp plans and team, team support, organizational support uh, that makes them want to stay and you know, share their career with you and and resist the offers that they're going to receive from other practices. And our practice is very visible and very strong and several of our med spa providers are trainers for Allergan or Cyton. And so they're out and about training and they receive overtures. And I have to make sure that I'm offering a package that makes them want to stay with us. Yeah, it's a good point. In terms of the um, a med spa, 
What would be the first thing that um, a plastic surgeon or a business owner really needs to think really strong about whether it is the right choice for them? Because as you say, it's it's 10 times difficult, I'm sure, to set up and to also uh, run um, a Medispa. I mean, just one of the first things that comes to mind, you know, do you keep it under the same brand or is it is it completely different? Well, uh, the advice we've received is that to put it into a separate corporation so that the malpractice, um, the surgeon isn't impacted by the malpractice of the uh, non-surgical providers and vice versa. Um, in terms of SEO, having two brand names, I think, is positive. And so we've ended up with, you know, we have La Jolla Cosmetic Surgery Center, which is our surgical practice, and La Jolla Cosmetic Medical Spa, which is a different corporation and is our medical our, our med spa. And then in terms of um, the plastic surgeons actually recommending uh, treatments. I mean, I've got one client that has uh, around 11 plastic surgeons in their practice, and um, the med spa still struggle to get the plastic surgeons to recommend uh, treatment plans and non-surgical treatments to go along with it. What, what sort of training have you done with the surgeons to make sure that they recognize the, the, the med spa that's attached to the business? Well, you know, I suppose the first question would be, is there a financial incentive? Do they benefit from uh, uh, the growth of the med spa in terms of either their own income and or the increased value of the practice? Uh, Because where there's a financial incentive, then you have less of an issue. And we started our med spa uh, doing two important, well, Three important things I would say. Number one is every surgical patient receives a gift for two services in the med spa. And they receive a facial. And uh, for uh, initially we did laser hair removal, but now we've moved to just uh, giving them 20 units of Botox. And so what that does is it gets them into the med spa twice exposes them to the environment and multiple providers and um, unfortunately I can't tell you the retention rate but it's very high Uh, I see um, that unit has grown exponentially and uh, just based on not so much marketing to the public as just getting our own surgical patients and then our past patients before we opened the medical spa um, to be aware of these providers and the services that they offer. So the couple of treatments you mentioned that um, it's not going to cost the the med spa a lot of money, um, but obviously offer value and results. Did you mention uh, skin peel was was one of them? Uh, An esthetician treatment of some sort, yeah. We do a hydrofacial or an oxygenao facial. Okay. And, you know, with uh, some of the, the treatments, I see some of the practices, um, they, um, they really encourage, um, and the surgeons actually encourage that uh, they have, uh, the patient has some non-surgical treatments to, to get their skin looking fresher and better before they, you know, maybe undergo a, a, a facial, a facelift or a neck lift. Um, what's your experience on that? Have you 
had patients come in before surgery? Uh, you know, we're, we're, I would say we're weak in that department, but I know of practices that do it incredibly well. And when done well, it's very impressive. And so I would say anyone who the doctor has an interest in skin care, or, uh, they should definitely, it's a great strategy. And if um, a plastic surgeon is, is looking to set up a med spa and they just want to keep it simple, what, what would you say are some good treatments or procedures they could really start with? Well, they should start with what's in sync with their surgical practice. So let's say they're a facial plastic surgeon, then uh, lasers and esthetician services would make a lot of sense to be the first ones to add. And if, let's say, it's a general plastic surgery practice with it, that surgeon's emphasis is breast and body, then you can bring in cool sculpting and you can bring in, um, you know, all of it you're going to offer injectables and fillers because those are just entry points. But I think you could, having it be consistent with your surgical practices would be step one. Do you do you think that having a medispa, you would have to um, do a lot of promotion or could the business survive just on referrals from the surgical part of the business? Well, if you can keep your patients, it's hard for me to know because my experience is with a mature practice mm-hmm. and a large practice. And for us, we really aren't. The, the only, the most significant marketing we've done is through ratings and reviews. And so because I founded Real Patient Ratings, I implemented ratings and reviews for med spa providers. And our practice, our med spa grew 59% in the year after I added ratings and reviews. And the patients still uh, mention to the gals all the time about reading their ratings and um, choosing our practice because of those ratings and reviews. And so the providers and the procedures in the med spa rank in local search coming off those reviews. So that has been very helpful to us without being just running ads and specials, you know, which is what, um, it's a very cost, you know, cost is a big factor to patients and so you have to be very careful um, that you're not your med spa is not losing money because it it run badly it can easily um, be a loser yeah I mean I I like you know in terms of I think every you know consumer is looking uh, the first thing they do is they look for reviews or ratings wherever they go whether it's a restaurant or a hotel and you know cosmetic surgery or you know non-surgical types of treatments are really no different but um, we also find what works quite well, and and as you know, uh, you know we've built up these My Face My Body awards all over the world, and you know we've probably had four or five thousand practices involved with our awards, and and them just becoming a finalist or actually winning award, being able to promote that in their PR and marketing again, it has been uh, hugely beneficial to them in terms of you know, creating that recognition, that credibility, um, and particularly for for new consumers that see that they're going to go to an award-winning practice has really sort of helped them improve their conversion rates. Um, yeah. 
how have you found uh, awards? Have you ever been involved with uh, awards programs before? Or you know, we only on a local level, and um, the uh, we have our our newspaper here um, does Best of San Diego awards, and we've won you know fifteen times in different categories. And Amazing. I I believe that it is incredibly valuable, and again engenders trust and and trust enables people to move forward yeah no no it's true in, in terms of um setting up some good protocols and processes within the med spa can you give us any advice on on what you did um in order to create a good system that that would work uh for a medispa Yes, you know, this is one of the, the foundational things that I did, which was different, and that is that I applied the patient coordinator business process conversions uh, processes from the surgical practice, and I applied them to the med spa. So I had somebody to answer the phone, to schedule an appointment in a timely way, to give an actual fee quote, um, to follow up with people who didn't actually have their treatment that day. And I, you know, tracked all that. And we had same-day conversion rates in the 70% range. But then by follow-up, we were able to get devices um, and lasers up into the 90% conversion rates. And again, this is just my basic philosophy. I don't think people go out and have consults as entertainment, that they're seriously considering the procedure, and not everybody can make a decision quickly, and some people need to think about it, and then they need someone to call them back. And um, so that's another way that we've really um, grown exponentially. So we've gone in... In our first four years, we've gone from below Allergan's uh, 25th percentile to above their 90th percentile. And this is basically without uh, marketing other than ratings and reviews, and, and ratings and reviews are powerful marketing. That's great. So have you seen major changes um, over the last sort of five to ten years in terms of uh, competition in your area with other sort of med spas that have sort of all of a sudden started up? Yes, and, you know, everybody thinks it's easy and they just open these things and they don't know what they're doing. And um, so, but the patient, um, my observation is that the patient have changed what they want to buy and they want to buy non-surgical and they've changed how they want to buy it, and they want to use ratings and reviews. And so both of those facts tell a surgical practice that you need to be able to have an entry point for patients who believe their problem can be solved non-surgically. And so we have frequent referrals to our surgical practice from our med spa because patients don't know how to diagnose themselves. Mm. And then, and vice versa, we will somebody will come into the surgical practice, and we'll say, you know, we have a non-surgical uh, solution that we think would do just as well for you, and uh, so we just give them the full spectrum of information, 
And most recently, we had someone who came for cool sculpting. And it would have taken a lot of cool sculpting. And economically, liposuction was a better choice. And so we recommended that to the patient. She talked to one of the surgeons. And then she said, you know what, I'm just not comfortable having a surgical procedure. I understand. Thanks for educating me. I know it's going to take longer and I'm going to pay more, but I choose to do the cool sculpting. Mm. And we considered that a win uh, because we had, we had fairly presented her options. And it really, on some level, didn't matter to us what she chose because we offer both. Yeah, that's great. And I think, have you had much experience with developing uh, treatment plans uh, in in your uh, Medispa? Uh, yes, and we have just um, we're just uh, we have a loyalty program, which was another foundational thing that we did. We started a loyalty program in two thousand nine, and we had open we opened our med spa in two thousand thirteen. So we already had the surgeons doing some non-surgical, and we were giving awards and points and discount for for our members of what we call our glam fam. Um, but <laughs> cool. that has that has accelerated, um, you know, as as non-surgical has grown. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think you know the real sort of message behind this. You know, if if you do have a plastic surgery practice. Um, and it's a busy one, you know, there is a way of, um, especially if you are thinking about an exit strategy at some point is, is having some sort of med spa that is, that is driving revenue in, in, into the business, um, in some way, shape or form. But I'm, I'm a, I'm a big believer on, um, you know, again, and I think it helps the, the, the plastic surgeons in a way, if they've got some sort of treatment plans that just put everything into a box, um, but also can provide a very good cash flow model as well, um, especially if right. it's a if it's a membership type of um, monthly payment scheme. Um, again, I think you know it's it's another way they know that money is coming in monthly, um, and it's and it's it's good for the cash flow. And if they do want to sell the non surgical part of the business, the med spa eventually, then that cash flow model can be very attractive to a new buyer. Well, I think the surgical practice. Um, is more saleable. In other words, if if your med spa is profitable, uh, but the med spa is tied um, and has as its basis surgical gifts as a you know primary driver of how you get new patients, then that makes the surgical practice valuable too. Um, so I just think they're very very symbiotic, and they acknowledge how consumers want to buy, what they want to buy, and a practice who is trying to swim against consumer behavior is just going to find it much, much harder to be successful. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Marie, is there anything else that you would like to um, tell our listeners about if they are thinking about setting up a, a med spa? There is there is hope at the end of the end of the, well, uh, the train, train train. It's one of the best decisions <laughs> we've ever made. And um, it's been very, very good for our practice. We now have non-surgical revenue as 30% of our total revenue, and our goal is to get it to 50%. So, and we see that as very doable. 
and just also just to manage people's expectations as well, how long should they they really give it um, in terms of is it 12 months, 24 months before they can actually break even and start making a, a profit? I, I think that we, it depends on how much you invest and how you, how you quantify that investment because, you know, we started, we had, to, had over a million dollars of equipment purchases related to getting that unit going. Okay. But if you, if you, this is why I'm saying if you decide to do what correlates best to your, to your existing surgical procedures, um, then you might spend much less, but um, I I would try be trying to break even on pretty quickly. Uh, I wouldn't let myself get too out of control. Yeah, no, I've I've heard from other businesses it can take um, six months, can take up to sort of twelve months really to sort of start to seeing a, a, a real return on their investment. But you're right. I mean, if you if you end up investing in lots of a you know capital equipment and things like that, rather than you know, than just doing injectables and, and skincare, then you're going to have a, a lower cost and a, a much faster return. But And it also depends on the location of where you're at. If you've got an existing building, which an existing clinic that you can extend out to a non-surgical, or if you have to buy a, a completely new uh, facility, then that's going to obviously increase your, your costs and, and take a little bit longer. Yeah, I would try and start small. I would try and start in-house. And I would monitor uh, two things, uh, really, for certain. I would monitor conversion rates to treatment because that's going to give you a mat- your effectiveness and your efficiency. And the second thing I would monitor is patient satisfaction because these are third-party providers. So you, the doctor has to know that they're able to, they have the right words and the right prices and so on to convert patients to treatment. And then he has to know that a quality experience is being delivered because if you do those two things well, um, then you can predict that growth is going to follow. And if you can't get people to buy from you or the people that do um, are only satisfied, then you're going to have, you know, you have some, trouble uh that's hard to overcome great that's great marie thank you so much um for Mm -hmm. all your sort of great advice and sort of top tips on um how you've still got a very very established business over the last 30 years um i've been there myself it's it's a very big practice to be able to manage all of the things that you do is is phenomenal so I, i take my hat off to you and i think um, a lot of our listeners would have picked up some some great stuff there. Good. My pleasure. So that's uh, Marie Ollison, CEO of La Jolla Cosmetic Surgery Center and Real Patient Ratings. Thank you very much, Marie, and um, I'm sure we'll be speaking to you very, very soon.